joined by Pato Award. First attempt, first run of the day. How'd it feel out there? Uh, really good, man. I'm really, really happy with the car. The car was uh, behaving really well, very predictable. Um, so that was really good for us. I'm, I'm, I'm happy where we're at, and, and we'll just see what everyone else got. I know it's early in the day here, but do you feel like you have a fast 12 car without having to go out there again? I do. I, 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 I think this should transfer us into the fast 12, yes. Awesome, man. Good luck. Thanks, man. It looked really more downforce to trim out of it yet? Yeah, yeah, we went fairly conservative. Uh, okay. But I think, you know, when you start trimming, you start risking a little bit on, on how, you know, on how how much consistency do you want to put on the table, right? How much how much are you able to afford to lose? So uh, there's a trade-off there. Uh, so I think that we're in a really good window. I think tomorrow we'll probably trim a bit more if it's identical to, to today. But it really depends on where the wind's going to go. All right. See you on Joined by Arenas VK, currently as of uh, 11.30, P1. How'd your first run feel? First run felt pretty good, uh, pretty fast too, so very pleased with it. Uh, a little bit surprised by the speed, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, the car was great, Chevy Power was great, and uh, yeah, I was I was feeling great, so stayed flat for four laps and comfortably flat, so. Are you still pretty conservative on the downforce right now? Uh, well, we try to extract as much out of the car as possible, of course. Uh, but I think there's still a little bit more in it. Uh, I'm happy we practiced this morning, uh, which which made for a little warmer engine coming into qualifying. But I think it was the right way to go, and uh, we actually made a few adjustments after after that uh, practice session. How different is it today versus yesterday? It's a different track <laughs> compared to yesterday. Uh, and it's track I like a lot more today. So, uh, yeah, that wind was insane. And turn three was scary. Is there, Very scary. Is there anything you can get from a day like yesterday where the wind is just nuts and it's not really accurate for how the track is today and tomorrow and hopefully race day? Um, well, we did a few uh, a few balance shifts yesterday just to see what yeah what we can learn with arrow, but. That's about everything we did, and uh, I think yesterday would, if we would do anything, it would distract us a little from a different track today. What kind of information did you relay to your teammate that can uh, teammates that can help them out on their runs? Uh, well, I think the biggest thing is the data uh, between the engineers. Um, for me, you know, I stay flat for laps, squeeze my butt cheeks, and uh, <laughs> and that's all. So. Um, I think I think data-wise, uh, the other guys uh, in the team are learning a lot, and uh, yeah, I think we extract a lot out of the car, and I feel very strong. Awesome, man. Good luck. Thank you. Uh, it felt really good. I mean, compared to yesterday, I think anything feels good because that was a <laughs> full sketch show. So. Uh, I think it was probably a bit too easy of a run. Like we could have probably trimmed a bit more. We could have nailed a gear ratio a bit better. We had a big hit on the rev limiter in our third lap, which was kind of weird. Uh, have to look at that. But we probably cost us like a mile per hour on that lap. So a big, a big, uh, a big chunk on the average, unfortunately. So we kind of disappointed we didn't nail the run. But I mean, for the moment, it looks like we're sitting somewhat comfortable. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. 
they were able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. But uh, we, we we're planning to run again. Even if you're still, even if you're comfortable at the top towards the end, you're going to run again today. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Why not? Right. I mean, Sorry? conditions were close to ideal. Right? Yeah. You ran. I mean, yeah. What is it like? What is it like? Like after yesterday. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today. Yesterday we really had to work in the car. We had to change our tools every corner. Oh yeah. Uh, even now we have to change the tool every corner. But it's uh, in comparison, it was a good. It was good to have that prep yesterday going into today because I feel, I feel like we're. It just felt way easier. Uh, so it's nice. Do you like this format? I mean. Coming back tomorrow, maybe top 12 and going for it, I mean... It doesn't really change much, I think. It's kind of the same... Uh, you attack it in the same way, you know. You, you try to get a good first run, get through, and then uh, you just get another run if you're really quick. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks. Was it as exciting as you thought it would be? Uh, it was easier than I thought it would be. Uh, I think the condition today are very... Very uh, nice and gentle to us. There's no wind. It's quite cold, so uh, we've got good grip. And, and we played too conservative in qualifying. To be honest, we had too much downforce in the car, so it felt good. But uh, I don't think it's good enough for fast 12. So we may have to go again later. Is this a bucket list moment, though, for you from a checkmark standpoint of qualifying for an Indy 500? How, how would you put it in perspective? I think the race will be the race. We obviously, I'm super excited to be here today and do the, the qualifying, but. Uh, I think the 29th of May uh, 2022 will be something big for me. But to go as fast as you did and know you can go faster, what? How, how, how exciting or cool is that? It's really good. It's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I'm, I'm watching the others at the same time. Takuma to 32.3. It's not a very, very first, first lap, but you know it, it's cool to be here. You've got a lot of people. It's just something huge in motorsport in the 500. So you know, even Fernando Alonso came and did it a few years ago. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. Obviously, a lot to learn, but uh, excited about it. So, thank you, man. When you go back out later, are you expecting to trim some downforce? Any changes that you'll make before you head back out? Yeah, I think we will trim some downforce and, and see what we do. But it all depends on condition, you know. If yeah. We're expecting wind. It's not here. If the wind comes, then obviously it's not. We're not going to go out. But if the wind doesn't come, why not? Thank you, man. Devlin G. Francesco, first run done. How'd it feel? I think uh, I think to what what we expected, um, you know, had a bit too big of a bobble on, on lap four, so I think we need to go out and review that, yeah. and then uh, we'll see what we got later. Do you feel like you uh, checked off uh, like a life accomplishment here? You you qualified, you're you're in the race. You might run again, but you're in the race. Very much so, but uh, you know, we want to. Our aim is to make the fast twelve, so 
we're going to go out, we're going to try and uh, make things a bit better, and we'll see what we got. With that bobble, was that a product of running too little downforce, or was it just a little gust of wind, or something else? I don't know. I think we got a review. We did trim before we went out there. I said, look, after we saw what the, the 21 car did with that speed, that was pretty outstanding. So we, uh, I definitely said, let's trim, and I'll just keep my foot in it. And I did my best. <laughs> I did my best to lap forward, and that bobble happened. But, you know, that happens sometimes. We'll go out and review, and we'll, we'll improve later. How, did, how different is the track today from yesterday? Is there anything you can carry over? I really did no running yesterday, so there's really not much to tell you. How did this compare to what you anticipated experiencing qualified for the Indy 500? I think it was everything that I was expected. It was definitely harder than expected. Yeah, why is the, that? Why is that? Just, just with the balance, having to get after yeah. the tools, you know, having those baubles, you know, it's, it comes fast at 230 miles an hour, let me yeah, tell you. Plus, you got some adrenaline going, of too, course. right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs> J.R. Hildebrand joins us. How'd your first run go? Yeah, not bad. I mean, I feel like um, I feel like we we thought there'd be a little more pace in it, but at the same time, you're making a lot of guesses from a day like yesterday to today, and this morning even was a little bit kind of frantic, and we had a couple little issues. So, um, you know, we we got caught kind of in between gears and some little things like that 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 compound to lose you some speed, but. Overall, the guys have done an awesome job. Car handled the best it's been. Are you likely to head back out for a second run later? You know, I'm sort of angling for it. It'll just depend on whether the conditions continue to stay sort of like they are. If they do, then we definitely think we could go make another run and get a little more out of it. Um, you know, if, it's, if the wind starts picking up or cloud cover burns off, then at that point, you probably start to think twice about it for us, for where we've been at. So, um kind of see where things look like they're shaking out you know another 10 cars go and we kind of get a feel for the timing of when we might go out you know as we're standing here like the sun's coming out so um you know we'll see how it goes what is it, what is it about this place that suits your fancy follow my drift what is it about indianapolis motor speedway you seem to be able to roll in here if you've got a decent car and go pretty fast yeah man i just I just love it here. It's just, uh, this is like where the cars are meant to be. Um, you know, for us, it's just, it's what this whole thing is about. So, and obviously, you know, to be able to come in here as a one-off when I've done it 11 consecutive years, you know, you're not, you're not, I'm not losing out to the other guys as much, but, you know, just show up and do a street course race after not being in seat for a year is like a lot to deal with. And there's always a lot of variables, whereas around here in the tracks, tracks pretty similar year to year like once you start figuring stuff out you always got to be open to new things and that's actually a fun part of having like Kirkwood here and some young guys on the team is they kind of don't know what they don't know they go out they try some different stuff and and maybe there's still something to learn from that but um, but I just yeah I clicked with kind of what was required the attitude you've got to have around this place you know how you got to look at practice qualifying the race all that stuff I felt like I had a good feel for that all pretty early in my career and it served me well since then you kind of trimmed a bit more ahead of the run or is it mostly the gears well, we were sitting the there trimming on the pit lane yep. you know but at a, at a point at a point you're like I don't know are we going to get the balance of all this right we've trimmed like three degrees of rear wing out just sitting here you know um, and so I don't know. I mean, there's there's just a, there's a couple little things for us, like gears and blockers and stuff like that, that would be, like, free speed. Like, we'd probably go back out. If the conditions were exactly the same at the same trim level, we go back out and pick up half a mile an hour. But, um, you know, I, I also think we're right in an area where it's like you might need 
might need half a mile an hour to pick up like a couple of spots, you know. So it's um, I, we'll just kind of have to we'll have to play that by ear a little bit because I don't think I don't think we've got like a ton of headroom if the conditions start to go away from us a little bit. Santino Ferrucci, how'd your first run go? Yeah, you know, the car's really good. It's, uh, we just keep getting these vibrations in our right front, and honestly, just messed up our run. And where we proved this morning, we're faster than that. And I know we're faster than that, so it's just a damn shame, man. With track temps, I think 13 degrees higher than they were this morning. Do you think you could uh, sneak into the where are you right now? Ninth, maybe the back half of the of the fast 12. No, there's no way we're gonna make it in. We gotta go run again. So we're just—it's too competitive out there. And you know, our best shot was right there. And uh, you know, I'm just kind of pissed off at at that. But uh, you know, these guys work so damn hard, and <laughs> you get something that's out of your control. So. Is there any downforce you can take out of it or anything like that to help you out? I mean, we—it's not even that. I mean, that's the same car we ran this morning with that's doing 237s all day long. So it's not anything on the car side or on the motor side. Everybody did their job. It's just a—it's just a variable. It's out of your control, and it's just—it's uh, just stupid. So. Well, good luck, man. Thank you. How'd your first run go? Um, super, super easy. Way too easy. Yeah. We uh, unfortunately. We knew that the weather was good and there's no wind and we trimmed and trimmed and it just still wasn't enough. I mean, even after Takuma's run, he said it was a piece of cake and we went out and yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, it's been unfortunate. You know, I did the first lap, I saw the dash, was it anywhere near 233 and I was like, ah, this is uh, unfortunate. What kind of adjustments can you make if you get back out there for a second run later today? Uh, probably going to just, I mean, trim the, maybe just take the wing off. I don't know. Like, I mean, we're already so, you know, we made such big changes before going out and it still just wasn't enough. So, and the car's a piece of cake. The, the car's amazing. It's so good. And it showed, you know, throughout all these practice sessions and the tough conditions yesterday. So if we do get a run again, I think, yeah, we're going to definitely just take the wing out, rip it off. This track is warming up pretty quickly. Is there a real shot to go faster if you go out a second time? I don't know. That is a really good question. I really hope so. I, I really do. Um, mainly just because I feel like the car should really be up there, and it's been unfortunate from our end. So, praying. <laughs> That's the goal. With a car that feels easy to drive out there, does that make you feel at least a little bit better about race day, that you should be able to have a pretty competitive car out there? Yeah, definitely. You know, we also still have, you know, more days of testing for, for race-wise, but, uh, yeah, I mean, when we kind of gave up on, you know, Friday for, for quality trims. Thursday was still very good, very decent. Uh, we just had to work on, you know, trying to time the runs and, and getting the the fine, like you know, the final pass done. But we were e easily able to like stay behind people and follow and save the tires. So I'm very confident going into the race. Good luck, man. Thank you. You and below, you've you've been some of the only ones that have been able to get in the top five later in the day in the running. Are your cars that strong that you're able to do that even though you weren't the first ones out? You said it. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> So yeah, I, and I think the goal is it was to keep it in the top 12. We did go a little bit conservative, but you know, if you think about it this year, we gained actually three more positions, right? It's not the fast nine. So we thought the, the move that we made, it's gonna get us in. Let's see what the weather's gonna hold. We might, if it gets better, we might need to go, need to go out again, but for right now, it's pretty solid. If you stay around fifth, is that about the cutoff for you to go again, or is it gonna have to be like 10th? It has to be. Yeah, probably ninth. From ninth on, then you start getting ready because a lot of people are going to try. You feel like I have a pole position car tomorrow afternoon? If I have one? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> if we get everything right, I mean, it's, you know, 
if everything goes they are so exactly and this is what people don't understand it, this place not just qualifying but the race you, you need a thousand things to go right and one thing going wrong you're not accomplishing so it's it's tricky it's tricky well we wish you luck thank you jimmy johnson how to feel to get your first indy 500 qualifying run out of the way that's top shelf that uh, was so cool so fun uh, not only the experience driving but sitting there at the end of pit yeah. lane looking around had a couple quiet moments to take it all in it was awesome did you make any last minute adjustments as you saw guys before you go out there or were you set we were so early we were kind of a test dummy for our teammates um and i told eric before i got in the car to just make whatever trim adjustments he saw fit he asked me if i wanted to know and i was like nah. <laughs> no i don't want to know i want to be in my own little world will you uh, go back out there for a second attempt later if you have to it's just circumstantial if we're near that 12 range then, then probably so um, if the weather conditions improve and the track gets cooler probably so but um i i I would be happy just sitting tight, leaving the car in the garage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had to run off a while ago. You had Ralph Hall go do another interview when I first started with you, but we talked, touched on the bucket list aspect of it, but do you feel like you've hooked up with a team here that you can just plumb the depths of and get you through, you know what I mean, these kind of yeah. like trying times from yesterday to today, the way things change, et cetera. How much does that benefit you give it's, it's so, it's such a benefit, and I, I feel like I've underutilize the privilege I have on road courses, driving for Chip Ganassi and having all the resources we do, but man, it's just tough, and I've got to spend more time to figure it out, but to come to the Ovals and know that I have a shot, and, and I'm able to really use what I have around me, it feels really good. What is it like to, in your, you've been a story for a long time, but you're one of the, you may be the big story here today, you know, in all kinds of, what is it like to be in that spotlight, so to speak, and know you kind of got it to deliver, too? I, I love that opportunity. I love that moment. I love that pressure. Um, I learned a lot about myself winning those cup championships. Um, it's not comfortable all the time having that bright spotlight on you, but um, any athlete wants that moment. And every athlete's always curious, how am I going to handle that moment? And to myself, I've, I've, I've learned that I can handle those moments most times. And uh, here I am in another one of those, and I hope to handle it right. You got one of the biggest cheers from the crowd this morning when you went out on track. I mean, it's pretty good timing that you're coming and doing this for the first time as we're going to have a full house again, right? That's incredible. That's, uh, I heard them cheer for many others. I'm happy to hear they were loud for me. That's cool. Ed Carpenter's up next. Ed had the first run feel out there. It's getting a little hotter out. Yeah, it's getting tougher for sure. You know, I, I, left, my, I left my room to come out and run, and at that point I, th I thought we were going to be up there fighting with Renus on the run, and then I, I got to pit lane and was watching Dixon and then others start to struggle and you that really told me that the conditions were changing because those guys are strong um, you know so we're seventh I don't think that's terrible for for the time of day that we ran and with the yeah. track temp where it's at so hopefully it'll be good enough to hang on hopefully it stays hot the rest of the day and, and we can stay in there do you think relatively probably the top half of the fast 12 right now is set for the most part unless yeah, conditions change? I, yeah it's gonna have to cool off a ton I think for anyone to challenge the, the top three anyway you know Palou's run Palou's run was pretty pretty dang strong because he was a couple of, in front of me um, and someone's putting up a someone's putting up a good lap now Joseph so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see you know anything can happen what can you uh, give Connor to make it into the fast 12 he's 16th right now so he's he's not far off 
Uh, what kind of setup change can he make to, to bump up there? Uh, you know, I, I, we, we have the cars, just got to yeah. go out and do it. Awesome. Good luck, man. First run, maybe not how you wanted to go. The conditions in the last 10 minutes have gone from sunny to now windy as hell again out there. So what kind of changes do you think you can make on a potential second run? If, if you know anything, or if you can tell us. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I've, I've driven here in the wind before, and you know, we struggled with it yesterday. We've only struggled in our race car. As soon as it gets windy, you know, our 45 Hyvee Honda just falls apart. Not actually falls apart, but like the balance <laughs> falls apart. And, yeah. uh, it's, it's really, it's really confusing. Uh, I think our warm-up this morning was pretty good. I think, you know, we went like 231, 230, 230, 229, you know, so certainly I felt like we had not pace to be in the top 12 for sure, but certainly, certainly not last row. Uh, so I think for us right now, we'll do a hopeful dance where the rain doesn't come. And uh, in terms of like changes, I, I don't know because it's something that's been affecting us and we've been thinking about it all week. So, you know, if someone's got a, a rabbit that they can pull out of the hat, then I'd be happy, but then also would want it, you know, <laughs> three days ago. So um, I don't know, but it's, it's pretty confusing. Good luck, man. Thank you. So you qualified out there right now. You're 25th. Conditions are super tricky. It's getting windy again. Do you think you'll take a take a gander at a second attempt at some point this afternoon if it doesn't rain? I mean, it's probably looking quite likely because uh, our first lying lap in, in the practice this morning was three miles an hour faster than our yeah. fastest now. So we've been over the paces in the car even though it's more minute. This morning we had some moments which we didn't really want, or at least I didn't. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think we overreacted a bit to that. Um, difficult to say. I mean, you can always say stuff afterwards. What can you trim out any more downforce to pick up some speed that way, or? I don't think trimming is the solution. I think okay. the balance for our for our car isn't really um, set that well. I mean, it's it, it seems to be very sensitive to wind, so yeah. taking downforce off is the least thing I want to do right, right now. You have in uh, similar problems to, to Graham and Jack then, and it's kind of a team-wide sort of issue that you have in, or do you feel like your car specifically is having some, some different issues? I think me and Jack has always been very similar in terms of comments uh, and what we want from the car, um, which helps. I think Graham is in, in a slightly different direction in terms of what he wants and what he feels. Um, he's got more experience here than, than, than any of us, uh, and seeing him qualify down there, I think, says, says a bit. Uh, just got to sort it out for all three guys. Pure, you know, with the way things change from the morning to the afternoon, even with the way things change from 11 to when you ran, was it just a kind of a pure crapshoot? How would you describe it? <laughs> well, you just saw it, uh, yeah. McLaren, you know, there's uh, Montoya, with all the experience he has, all the wins, struggled. Um, and then you got his teammates in the top three. So it's the luck of the draw, unfortunately, but it's what's frustrating for a driver, but it's a tradition of the speedway. It's what it is. You just have to deal with it. Certainly, we feel we have a lot of speed. We just can't hold on to that speed with the degradation. The, the sun came out on my run and yeah. the track got hot, so it's what it is. I asked Ed Carpenter if they want to like work out a handicap system for when you run and you get this many more, <laughs> much more speed. For, it's not. It would never work, right? But it is not a totally fair situation. Well, it's not totally fair, but it's not a balance of performance either. Yeah. So it's uh, it's Indianapolis. It's how it is. 
and year, each year it's different, and that's why we keep coming back, keep trying. But to me, you know, I, I feel very fortunate uh, to be in the position that I'm at and uh, come in uh, content for wins every year. Yeah, and one of the quick, uh, where you ended up, you definitely run again this afternoon if you can, I mean, to try to get to 12 or? With the speed the car showed me on lap one, absolutely I'll try again. Um, but we got to get better conditions. But yes, I'm like, uh, I'm excited about the speed we had for that run. How's it feel after your first run? Conditions are wild today again. Yeah, it's just changing every moment, which is, which is, I guess that's notorious. This place is notorious for that. Starts one way and ends way differently within the two hours. But we're dodging rain. The the guys up front got lucky. They barely dodged the rain. The track cooled down a ton. The wind stopped, and they ran some blistering times. And then, as it went on, it got hotter and hotter. The wind picked up, and now we got cloud cover again. I was one of the first cars to go out with cloud cover, so the track was still hot. But that wind is kind of detrimental to time, to be honest. It it does two way different things on either end of the track, and you're trying to mitigate that the entire time during your run, which is not an easy feat to do. Um, but I'm happy with the performance that we just had. We know we've got a very good race car. We're feeling very racy in, in the practices, and we'll go back to um, qual or sorry, race power and race trim, and we'll uh, go from there. It's a long race, 500 miles, obviously, so um, long way to go. You sounded almost like a TV weatherman there as you went through it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it is what it, it was like. As right? a driver and as a team owner or engineer or whatever it is, you're pretty much a weatherman, too. We've got every single app and data acquisition that we can kind of get uh, to <laughs> to predict what the weather's going to do. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, <laughs> we have to go out at a certain time. It doesn't matter what the weather's going to be. We're stuck with it. So, But, um, yeah. They can say we're weathermen. Because, I mean, my point I'm making is you, could have, you just had a hell of a run. It wasn't as fast as everybody else, but you were putting 100% into it, right? I mean, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. that's about what you could get out of that. Yeah, car, I right? mean, of course, I'll be putting 100% 100, 100 yeah. in. That's that's no doubt. Um, I had my hands full out there, though. Yeah. It, it might have looked easy on the TV, but it wasn't easy. So um, I guess we'll get, we'll, we got through today. That's a big box to check off. We didn't do anything big or anything that would be detrimental to our two weeks, and uh, should, it should be good going from Maybe here. Maybe you have to come up with a simulator that a simulator for people can buy online that puts them through what you just described. You can't. I don't think it's you crazy, can. You it? can't simulate it. Yeah. You can't simulate the feeling of this place. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle, or padel as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!